thank you for being back with us here on Divorce Healthy. And I've got a doctor in the house today, and I'm super excited to talk to Dr. Elizabeth Cohen. And I am going to, and we are going to, because I am not a doctor, she is, talk to you about the holidays. They are here and how to not fail at the holidays, because that's what parents are really concerned about. We just want to try to limit that, you know, long-term damage if we can. And so, <laughs> Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so pumped to have you here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait for this conversation. So we're going to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of this. If you would just kind of give us a little bit of background, though, about you and about your passion projects, which is your divorce ultimate toolkit. And then let's get into talking about the holidays and how we can apply those concepts to the holidays and what really are the pitfalls that parents run into and how can we help them? Great. I'm a clinical psychologist. And so I have been practicing in New York City for many years. And I, about four or five years ago, decided that I really wanted to have more of a reach. And I considered lots of different areas that I could guide people in. And it came to me so clearly that I was actually put here on this earth to help women and men move through divorce and break the stigma of divorce as being a failure and see it actually as an amazing golden opportunity. Amazing. Well, I feel very connected to you in that way because I feel like we both feel a very strong connection to helping this community of people. And so it is really, it's interesting work that we do. It is a little bit trying at times, but it's so rewarding to be helping all of the people who are listening to us and our own personal clients. So thank you so much for coming on Divorce Healthy to chat with us about how to do this. So tell me about your passion project and how that helps people going through this trying time. Yeah. So I created the Ultimate Divorce Toolkit that covers how to heal your heart, your mind, and your body. So included in the toolkit, you get five affirmations that will shift your thinking about your divorce. You know, we think about divorce in one way, but we don't have to. It's just because of how we've been trained. So there's some action tips in there. We talk about your heart and I actually talk about how you can get what you need from your friends without feeling needy. So how to really fill your heart that way. Because when you're going through a divorce, sometimes you can feel like, oh, I've talked to this friend too much. Are they getting tired of it? Are they going to understand me? So I have some real tips about how to really get exactly what you need from friends. Wow, that's really good because that's deep. That's a lot of people feel that way, but don't even recognize that's how they're feeling. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's really helpful. And the second one, the third one actually is related to that in that it's a template. I think I found it so hard when I was getting divorced, actually knowing how to communicate with my ex and get what I needed because all my feelings from our relationship would come up. And I said to myself, I wish there was just a template. Can I just fill in some <laughs> like what I need to a template? So I created that. So I created a template to help people get exactly what they need from their ex. And then finally, but really one of my favorites is how to connect to your body. And I have a whole section on how to have the best sex post-divorce. Yes, that is amazing. Okay. So One, if you are going through a divorce process, then you are transitioning, you're changing, you're hoping that the other side of this is going to be better. Why else would you be going through all of this? You don't leave the grass to go find new grass if you're like, you go find dead grass. That's not the point. And so to have an amazing sex life on the other side of it is a wonderful contribution to the mix. That is amazing. And so many people 
because of this culture of divorce, and that's a lot of what I go into in my book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, is how did we get here? What's the historical perspective? So people can start to really understand it. The culture is a specific way, but if you change it to the way that you and I are talking about, then it is a way that you can have a peaceful, wholesome life on the other side of something that is a conflictive scenario. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think your book points this out so beautifully that there is a long history of seeing divorce in only one way and that after the divorce, things inevitably are going to be worse. No one even considers that things might even be better, that you might have better sex, you might have better communication, you might have better friendships, that the work that you have to do, I call the women in my program superwomen. Getting divorced is brave as hell. It is hard, hard work. And going through that, you learn something. You become something different than you were before you divorce. And of course, there's huge benefits that come from that transformation. And in some ways, people never see this, and it's almost like taboo to think of it this way. To get a divorce, or if it's even given to you, someone comes to you and asks you for it, is a choice for yourself. It is a choice for yourself. It is a choice to say, I deserve better than this, or I can be treated better than this, or I want better than this, or I am worthy of this, right? And a lot of people miss that that actually happened in your mind. Like you gave yourself some level of respect and credit about what it is that you want or a boundary that you have that you've now decided that boundary is not going to be crossed anymore. There's something so powerful in that. And I feel like so many people miss it. Absolutely. So well said. I mean, I, I think as if you're a parent, that is your only goal for your kid is that one day they can make a choice that really feels authentically aligned with them. And so if that's what we want for our kids, why don't we want that for ourselves? I say that choosing divorce is the bravest, most radical thing you can do because you're choosing yourself. It's easier to stay in a shitty marriage. It is. It's not easy, but it's easier than doing the big work of saying, I'm done and I deserve better. And one step further than that is to choose a process that is going to be aligned with yourself so that you can actually meet this goal. You know, Because if you say, okay, I'm going to do all these things, I'm actually making a decision for myself, but then I'm going to go launch myself into litigation and stage a war that is counterproductive to the goal. And so the next step is choosing also, can we do an out-of-court settlement process? Can we do a mediation? Can we do a collaborative? Can we be one with also who we are, our character in our process as well? And I think that that's like step two. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I'll say as a clinical psychologist, it is imperative for your mental health and for your nervous system to consider collaborative law outside of litigation work for your divorce, because you will do better if your nervous system is more settled and nothing gets a nervous system more fired up, more triggered than litigation. Yes. Okay. That's definitely going to be in a little box on my Instagram soon, that quote. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, it's not earth shattering, but it is because this process is so hard and you're so staring at the ants crawling up the tree. You're not at 30,000 foot view by any stretch of the imagination. So it's very difficult. It's easy to get lost in it. But that's why we're here is to try to be that voice of reason for you to say, you can do it. We believe in you and we can give you the manual and the guideline and the template to even be able to get there, which is amazing. Exactly. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. 
So applying that to we're in the middle of a pandemic and we've got the holidays coming up. We've made it through Thanksgiving. And so now Christmas is on, you know, the horizon. I will tell you that my own childhood is scarred from the holidays. You know, like when I look in my rearview mirror of the holidays, I feel like (laughs) I'm in like the desert and there are like, you know, like the little like dead bodies behind me, you know, that's what I feel about the holidays because they were just so treacherous and I felt so pulled between the two and where was I going to spend my time? And if I'm not with one of my parents, they're now not happy. So I'm responsible for their unhappiness or in this place that I barely know because the tradition has been, it's just gone. Like where are the traditions? They all left just for some reason, you know, like we had all these traditions and they just disappeared. And then graduations, where it was like a celebration of anything for all of those people to get together is impossible. And so then it is naturally, when I think about my childhood and I think about the most amount of conflict that I experienced, all of it was around special events or holidays. So parents know this too. So they've been around long enough, not only to know the culture of divorce, what it used to be, but also that all these children are really broken out of divorces now. And so what do I do? I'm in the middle of this. I'm feeling my own conflict. I'm scared. I'm worried. I also don't want to mess my kids up, but I feel like I'm automatically doing that. So how do I not fail at the holidays as a parent? Great question. So first, I just want to start off by saying the holidays stink. There is so much extra outside pressure on how perfect the holidays should be. This is for people who are going through divorce who are not. I mean, have you ever seen more pressure for anything except the things that we talk about, marriage and the holidays, that it's supposed to be perfect? I mean, I'm a clinical psychologist. I work with people all the time. The heart, my busiest time is the holidays because of this discrepant experience of I'm supposed to be so happy. I'm supposed to want to come see my family and act as if all the problems we have during the year are not there. Like mm-hmm. that is, Absolutely. can I swear on this? Yes. That is bullshit. Like that, that just is, it, that's. It's, it's so it, unrealistic. It, it, incomprehensible. It's, it's Disney so world. unrealistic. And it's denial, honestly. And for many people who've struggled with that in their families, it's really a triggering time. So I just want to say, first of all, if the only thing you do this year is take off a bit of pressure for yourself and for your kids, especially during this year, holidays of COVID, I've been talking a lot about this to clients that it's going to look different and it's okay if it looks different because our expectations, our societal, our cultural culture's idea, our movies and TV ideas of holidays is just, it's not real. So that's the first thing you need to understand. Give yourself like a big pass for how perfect it's supposed to look. No Norman Rockwell here. That's number one. The other thing I just want to say to all parents going through a divorce, the number one thing to remember is that your kids are the focus, not you. I know it's hard. I know you're going through so much, but when you're planning the holidays, this is not about you. This is about your kids. So I like to tell a story when I give this tip. And say why that is first. So most people, they're like, well, obviously, but no, let's tell you why. So you can like really let this sink in because it's easy to think, oh, I know that I'm making it about them when you're not really actually doing that. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm happy to elaborate. So our job as parents is to help our children, our offspring, understand that the world is safe and predictable. So we are mammals, right? We are animals and we simply want to feel safe and connected at all times. 
as adults, we struggle with that because we are no longer children who have people who are in charge of doing that for us. Like our main job as parents is to make people feel, our little people feel safe and connected. Sometimes the way they feel safe and connected is not how you feel safe and connected, but your job is to make them feel safe and connected. And tell me, trust me, I'm a parent. It sucks sometimes. Like it totally sucks. So I tell this story about how my ex-husband was remarried and his wife was pregnant with a baby. And my seven-year-old, I would check in. I'm a therapist for God's sake. Can you imagine being my kid? So I'd say, how are you, <laughs> how are you feeling about this? How are you doing? They had never, they, my ex-husband left our house when the kids were about two. So they, they didn't really live with him. So it's like, how does it feel that he's going to live with this other baby? Just asking him a lot of times. And one day my seven-year-old turned to me and he said, mom, I'm okay, but are you okay? Because you keep asking me about this. <laughs> He's seven. Exactly. Here's your son. I was like, oh, got to look in the mirror. Yeah, he was right. It was me who was having a hard time with it. I was having a hard time with him having a baby with somebody new and this whole fantasy I had that he would be different. And, and why wasn't he like that with me? And so I had to go to my own therapy, to my own friends and really talk about that. But I had to stop asking my kid if he was okay. So I always use that story as an example. Like what is going on for you right now? Like, so what is coming up for you at the holidays? So you're, for example, I hear this a lot from parents. Like we're going to have the kids come to my, my parents on Wednesday night, then his parents Thursday morning, and then back to my house Thursday afternoon, and then his Thursday night. Like who is that serve? Yeah, I could see your face. Like, do you remember those kind of times shifting around? And like, I'm never comfortable in any seat at any table because I know I'm supposed to move in five minutes to another exactly. table. Exactly. So like, I can't even truly engage with the people who are around me because I'm thinking about the next place that I'm supposed to be. Exactly. Musical chairs. The kids are not supposed to be doing musical chairs. That is not their job. The people in that scenario I just told you that are the goal to please are all the grownups, not the kids. So when I say make your kids the priority, I mean, don't overschedule them. Think about how much they can take. And you might have to sacrifice your grandparent or your ex-in-laws being a little pissed at you. Let them be pissed at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. let the, not the kid. Let them be pissed at you and not the kid. And of course they'll be okay. And they're going to be okay. Yeah. And a good time to work on your boundaries with them too, because what's their problem? <laughs> So one thing that I want to highlight is this is a memory a child is going to be able to bring up from when they were a kid. Their memory is going to be, it was warm one Christmas and we all went bike riding after we opened presents. And the holidays are hard enough for the kids going through. It is something that mammalian aspect, like you said, is connected. It is a feeling. It's a moment during those holidays where everyone was at peace for a second. That's the thing they're going to talk to you about later in life. Whenever you are talking, whenever they have kids and they're sitting with you and they're telling their kids in front of you about their childhood. And this is your first, now you get to know exactly what they felt about you because here it is. And they are going to say the moments that it felt peace and safe. That's what they're going to remember about the holidays or they're going to be regurgitating all those times that you really messed it up. You know, like. Those are the things they're going to think about. Right. Safety or lack exactly. of safety. That's what they're going to remember. Was I safe or was I and not? It's so it's like you, if you will focus on this goal, I think, 
and you can check me on this, doctor. If you focus on as a parent, okay, it is my goal to create a wonderful memory for my child this holiday. So in my mind, if I know that a wonderful memory will be created, if I create peace and comfort and I create connection and then think about that, what does that mean for you? Did you make s'mores and you were like literally at peace during that moment with your kid? Like you went into it thinking, I'm going to be the most peaceful person on the planet during this next 30 minutes. And we are going to have the most peaceful s'mores ever had in America during a pandemic. You know, like I got 30 minutes to be mentally healthy. I can do it. Right. And, and you focus and that's your goal. You will have achieved good job. Check plus Christmas 2020. So (laughs) such smart advice. In fact, research shows that five minutes a day of child directed play, that means the kid chooses what you do can be incredibly healing and is all the kind of real bonding and attachment you need. All this like time together, but as you're saying, like not real time together, doesn't add up in the child's nervous system. And I just want to add one thing to the beautiful suggestion you gave, which is also just know your kid. If you have more than one kid, you might know that they have different likes and dislikes. So one kid might love s'mores and the other kid might want to be more sitting next to you on the couch reading books, like parallel playing. So just know what intimacy and connection your specific kid likes. And it can be different for all kids. So improved suggestion is ask your child what it is that they would like and then focus on 30 minutes of very peaceful, solid, connected time of whatever that is during the holiday, your time with your kids during your holiday visit. Would you say that's a better option? I I love that. What do you think about even asking them Hey, hon, I don't know if we'll be able to do this, but if you could create the perfect Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, what would that look like for you? Yes. And say, like, I might not be able to do that, but just let me know and I'll see what I can put on the menu. Yeah. Cause so let's talk about it. Cause I'm just interested. What is amazing to you? Cause, you know, I think that building snowmen are amazing or whatever, you know, and then let them kind of open up to you. Cause then you can, boy, if you couldn't pull it off this year, maybe you can start to weave in those elements later. And, you know, they're going to grow up, so that's going to change. But still, it's like I had one client tell me one time, and I thought that this was just really amazing because I think that this kind of speaks to what we're talking about, which is intention and purposefulness. She was like, I'm not really worried about custody. I know we're going to be okay. You know, we were talking about the session coming up. She was like, but honestly, I got to tell you, even if somehow they were supposed to spend every overnight with him for the rest of their lives, I would find a way that they would see my face and they would know that I loved them no matter what. If it meant that I built a billboard right at the entrance of their neighborhood that had mom's face and said, mommy loves you today. And I was like, boom, you know, like it is. That's a woman who has her priorities, right? You, if you can think and you can think about what is your intention, your intentions to have a great holiday. That doesn't mean that you make every single event exactly on time, with your perfect presence. If you want to have a great holiday, let's focus on what actually having a great holiday means, which is connectedness and peace, which is something that obviously is a goal of everybody, especially during this time. And how can we get to that place and be purposeful about it? Write it down. Ask your kids, what do they want? Write that down. You know, if you write it down, it's so much more likely to happen. You give your mind something to focus on that's productive and fruitful And then, you know, you come out on the other side and it's January and you're like, oh, I made it. Okay. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Right. Right. 
But you're helping, you know, our nervous systems like to be prepared. We don't like to be caught off guard. It's not healthy for us to be caught off guard. And so more preparation you can do. And I don't mean wrapping and picking out the perfect presence. I'm talking about the preparation you're talking about right now. Emotional preparation, intention preparation, connection preparation, because you're so right. What these kids need, especially when you're going through a divorce, is you fully present. For just 30 minutes, I'd even say 15 is fine. I think like when I think back about the things that actually worked was like, you know, we all sat down after we had a meal and we were, you know, had already opened all of our presents. And then we're all playing like a game, you know, like somebody got a game and then everybody actually plays the game together. Like I remember those moments or I remember where we're all sitting around watching a Hallmark movie with drinking our hot chocolate we just made, you know, like little stuff. It's not crazy stuff, but it was like few and far between that. It was like, I got to take a deep breath enough to even watch a full Hallmark movie or get through a cup of hot chocolate. So exactly. I really want to let parents know too, what you said earlier. I think is about the holidays is so important. You want to let your kids know that you will be perfectly fine when they are with their other parent. You want them, you can tell them some things you're going to do. You can talk about, you know, I love being with you guys and I miss you when you're not here, but I get to take longer baths than usual, or I get to have cereal for dinner, right? Kids are naturally going to worry about you when they're not with you. That's an attachment. That's an appropriate Mm -hmm. attachment response. So we need to tell them that we're going to be okay. A hundred percent. I agree so much. It's letting their minds rest. That's what you want to think about, you know, is like, you know, during the holidays, we get our kids plates. We fill up their little plates and then we fill up our plates and we put adult size mashed potatoes and then we put kids size mashed potatoes. Well, when we take a massive scooping of mom's guilty about Christmas mashed potatoes and slam it down on the plate, then now they're not focused on what they're doing. They're focused on the fact that mom's sad because that makes them sad, you know? And so when you can reassure them, it's like their little brains don't have to cycle. They can like rest for a minute because you've said you're good. So they're like, okay, you're good. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you don't have to be like perfect, but you, again, that's why I was talking about really small, specific descriptions of why you're going to be okay. Like what you get to do when they're not there. Cause that's how kids think anyway. And even if you're crying your eyes out in your longer bath, that's okay. You can be your own upset, sad about not being with your kids, but they don't need to know that. So give yourself grace. I think that is the big concept is give yourself grace this holiday. Think about peace and how you can generate a peaceful, connected memory for you and your loved ones this holiday. And I think that's going to be our big or my contribution. And thank you for helping me to try to highlight that for the families, because I know it's so hard and the biggest fear is failure, right? And we just want you to know that One, almost all holidays truly fail the Disney or Hallmark perception of them, almost all of them. But it's never going to be a failure if you have just one of those moments where you have that connectedness through the holidays. You got an A-plus holiday if you get one of those moments. And I think that it's such a low standard. Right. And give yourself, like you said, so much grace and opportunity to learn. So if this holiday season, something doesn't work, then you learn for next time what you want to do. Holidays come every year. Every year. And give yourself an opportunity to be a good role model. So 
if you know something terrible is going to be coming up that you know you're going to be stressed about in the holidays, like a specific interaction with a relative or a new boyfriend or girlfriend that's around the relationship status, and you know that it's going to be stressful, go ahead and think through what would you want your kid to do in that exact situation and then go ahead and model that because this is how they're figuring out how to do conflict resolution right now. And so you can then walk away from that, even if the other person is a disaster, and be like, I modeled good conflict resolution. I'm going to totally add that to my check in the parenting box this holiday. Even if it was a disaster of a communication, but you were solid and you were respectful and you did what you needed to do and you paced through it and you were intentional about your behavior and then followed through, that's still a win because you modeled good conflict resolution. You know, you modeled how to have a system of peace, even in chaos. That's also a win. It doesn't have to be hot cocoa moments. It can also be, how were you strong in a storm? That's also a good moment. And don't forget that for many people I work with, even though their ex-partner is not with them on these holidays and it's harder to string the lights and things feel harder. Overall, they are in their soul, happier and calmer parents. So remember, there are invisible gifts that you are giving your child by ending a relationship that's not working for you. Yes, just by being in a lighter spirit. You know, if this holiday you're in a lighter spirit than you were last holiday because you were so unhappy, but now you're actually generally more happy with your life. They're going to feel that during the holiday season too, you know? And so give yourself that grace as well. Well, I love chatting with you. I'm super pumped for all of our endeavors to come. Me too. I'm so excited. I love how we're so in sync with how we believe in people. And you are so incredibly wise. Oh, well, thanks. You are too, obviously. This is your cup of tea. And I'm so glad that I can just converse with you in a way that is helpful for the clients. I do think that the law and the mental health profession, they are different, but they are so in sync in this place. Well, they're not always in sync, but they're involved. But I do feel like you and I and the collaborative groups that are around and, you know, this synergy that we're creating are a lot of people who are in sync with the concepts of peace and of wholesomeness and how to mindfully get through this process. And so I'm really pumped. We've all come together. So how do people find you? Tell us, make sure that they can figure out where to find you. So you can get the Ultimate Divorce Toolkit at DrElizabethCohen.com. And you can put in backslash Ultimate Divorce Kit if you want toolkit. Or you can just go to my website. You'll get it there. And I'm at The Divorce Doctor on Instagram if people want to find me there. Yay! Well, you can always find us at ANR Law. And then do check out the book if you have not yet. And this is The Divorce Healthy Podcast. So thank you so much for all of you who are listening along here in Season 2. And thank you, Dr. Cohen, for being with us and with me. It's always such a pleasure to hang out and chat with you. And I can't wait to see you again soon. So great. Thank you so much for having me. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.